Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. Welcome to episode 233 of the SND Podcast Show. Steven's here, Danny's here. What's going on, buddy? Nothing. We've missed a lot, Steve, since our last podcast. Uh, Mets have a new manager. Yeah, it only took 70,000 rounds. (laughs) The Mets have a new manager. They literally march madness, the managerial roles. There's a new World Series champion. Unfortunately, congratulations to the Nats. Listen, I saw my friend Lyle. And I'm going to say it again. Congratulations to them. There you go. Oh, yeah. We're, well, we're grown up, Danny. <laughs> well, not only that, honestly, uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not fact-checking. I never fact-check. We know that. I, If you said to me that the winner of the World Series would go to seven games and not one game was won by the home team, you would laugh me out of the room, right? 100%. And also, on top of that, <laughs> On top of that, the World Series was fun to watch. Because yeah, it was no, close it, for six, five, six innings, and yes. then a team broke out. Yes, so it, it was it was crazy to see that unfold. Um, the Giants and Jets, oof, uh, we'll get into that later on. Uh, the Toilet Bowl, thank God it's a Jet home game. You want to hear something funny? A friend of mine, not mentioning names, made money on his Jet tickets this weekend. I saw on StubHub that the cheapest ticket was 160 with fees right now. You Are know, you kidding? You know why? It's like it's, it's like the Mets and Yankees. Nobody yeah. cares enough, but yeah. there are plenty of people out there that can say, oh, I went to a football game and it was Giants versus Jets. Yeah. This will be the game where if you are there, watch the crowd, don't watch the game because you're going to see more, more action in the crowd because there'll be fights. Yeah. There'll oh, be yeah, drunk sure. fights at, these ga- at this game. No question about it. Very true. Uh, that and di- may I digress on there's a certain hockey team with a 10-game winning streak since we've last recorded it as well. You know, uh, it's, you know there was an interesting stat, and I was going to bring it up later, but if you want to hear it now, very interesting. Well, you could you could save it. Save okay, it. I'm going to save it for later, but there was a very interesting stat that came out about the team today. Okay, so I'm intrigued to hear that. Uh, SNDblog.com. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all our podcast apps. Make sure you check us out. I'll see podcasts. By the time you're finished with this, go check out the I'll see podcast. I know uh, we're recording. Mike's recording. Mainly because I sent him a text to see if he was available. He said, nope, he's recording tonight. So, the Islanders with the day off. Most intriguing thing about the 10-game winning streak, they won a game in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have two more this week, so hopefully they build this on mo- that. This month they have one Coliseum game. 
And that's the Rangers, right? No, it's the um oh, the, 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 the Maple Leafs. Leafs. I'm sorry. The Leafs next sorry. Wednesday night. I remember Evan making a comment and then Joe asking the Rangers and then he said, no, it's the Leafs. Yep, the Leafs are the only guarding game, which was intriguing, but, you know, you got to get those. No, I'm not really surprised because Florida doesn't draw, so it doesn't matter where you play them, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going over a little bit of the month, just the home games wise. You got Pittsburgh for two Thursday night games. Pittsburgh refuses to come to Long Island. Crosby <laughs> doesn't like coming to Long Island. So they have to play those in Brooklyn. He shouldn't have a say. That's that's that's, that's <laughs> well, nonsense. you know how it works. And no, I, I know how it works, but that's that's nonsense. Yeah, it's the only two times Pittsburgh comes to plays the Islanders in New York, and they're both in there. They're both there. Um, Columbus didn't. I guess you know that just happened to be one of those days. Yeah. And that's it. And those that's this month. And then basically they go back to the Coliseum for the rest of the season. With a sprinkle. But uh, I'm going to tell you this. I saw a friend of mine at the game last Saturday, or last Friday, and he was telling me this. I'm going to tell you now. Walking around the Coliseum, everybody was trying to give out their Barkley tickets. They were basically throwing them at people to go to the games for them. Mm-hmm. They did the right thing for season ticket holders. If you can't make a Barkley Center game, you can trade them in for a selected National Coliseum game. Oh, okay. So they're doing the right thing. But I don't care what the league says. You have to play every game at the Coliseum next year. And we could yeah. talk about that for hours later on. Yeah, we could do that at nauseum. We could we could do that like crazy. But like Danny said, both football teams in New York stink. I think they're both going to be looking for head coaches at the end of the season. Which was uh-huh. now for Giants. But anyway, that leads us into our league Leading off. All right, welcome back to the S&D Podcast show. Today's leadoff, we're going to talk about coaching in the NFL. And the trend as of the past couple of years have been, who's the the pretty next coach? You know, we had mm-hmm. Sean McVay come into, into the Rams and go crazy there. Um, you got the guy, what's his name, in Arizona now? Kingsbury. Kingsbury. You got LaFleur in, in Green Bay, which shout out to him, I think is the front runner right now for coach of the year. At the moment. I At the moment, so. front runner. But then you got guys like the Giants grabbed, you know, Minnesota had a Shermer. good offense. They grabbed Pat Shermer, you know. And now now every time you see the Cowboys play, they start talking about Kellen Moore. And now he's the mm-hmm. next upcoming guy. I'm sick of trusting the next upcoming guy. First off, I'm never going to trust somebody that Jerry Jones says is the next upcoming guy. <laughs> well, he's still he's still the head coach for the last time he's the upcoming guy. So let's be... right. um, Congratulations to that. Jason Garrett, I want to know what things he has on Jerry Jones that he never lost his job. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm, so... I'm under the bring me, bring me somebody who's done it at this point, especially for the Giants. Cause think about okay, it. Okay, that's where I was. Uh, that's where I was. I'm uh, like, in I'm general, gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you like. I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you where where the thought process started too. I was thinking back to, the end of the Jim Fossil era. Mm-hmm. And my dad and Steve always talking about who should be next, who should be next, who should be next. And the name that just kept coming up was Tom Coughlin, the general, the guy who's done it, the guy who knows what he's doing, 
the guy who the guy that knows what's going on instead of that next head coach. Another guy we forgot to mention that with the next head coach, Matt Nagy, the Bears coach was one of well, those. Well, that guys. that yeah, that's a sinking ship. Well, that's that. I'm not blaming him for Trubisky. He didn't. He didn't trade away twenty five draft picks again. Oh no, 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 no! But uh, but everything's gone haywire, and it just seems that double doink has just messed him up. But anyway, time. when it comes to the New York Football Giants, the only name I want to be listening to is Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry, I don't care. He never really. I wouldn't say he really lost the job in Green Bay. I would say that it just became time that he left Green Bay. Yes, I I happen to agree with you on, but like what you said, since it, if it's just strictly the Giants, I, I'm with you 100% that it would be the situation of let's get someone who's proven and everything that can get the ball rolling. Um, the, the I remember what Gettleman said about Shermer when he hired him was that we got an adult in the locker room. <laughs> Um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, Shermer could be an adult. I, I really wish Shermer wouldn't be doing the play calling and actually being more of a CEO type of head coach. Like that's what I want in my next head coach is to have being able to rely on the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator. If the guy was a defensive minded coach and worry about the game management because that's honestly the biggest problem with Pat Shermer as a, the Giants head coach right now. He can't do is it. he can't do both. It's it's just we see it every game. He's not. When have you ever said, "All oh, right, wow, Pat Shermer has helped the Giants win a game"? This, well, in general, the last two years, you you can't say one game. And the team had what was it? It's four straight losses now, three straight. Five straight? Uh, what is it? Five, five straight. Five straight right now, right? You're on a four-game losing streak. First play of the game Monday night, you pick off Prescott. You're, yeah. You got third and goal from the two. You get stuffed. <coughs> Go for it. You're at home. It's early in the game. Your defense is riding high off a pick already. Go for it. Make them go 98 yards if they stuff you. Um, go for it. Don't. He settles every yeah. chance. You gotta make a statement. We're de- we're on a losing streak. Yeah. We're in here. We're in this game to win it. This is gonna be my statement. I'm either gonna win it. I'm either gonna put all the momentum on my side and score a touchdown right now, or I'm gonna get my defense to come up huge again and give me field position again. Of course. Go for uh, it, right, that play. But I don't trust the Giants' defense, so I, I I'm not gonna hate on it. I'll be honest with you. It's. But th- also it, think about this. You score seven points there. That's four I, more points I, than you already had in the first. You scored I, nine I points in the first half. I, I know. I know. You were know. losing at halftime. I know. I, I agree. Grant, granted, Jackrabbit decided to jump yeah, out of the, the way. There was a lot of reasons why the Giants lost. Them going, kicking a field goal on the first drive, which wasn't good, obviously, but I'm not going to hate him for kicking to three, especially – on how we haven't had a lead the whole month of October. Um, maybe it would have been a different feeling if they played better the last month. But um, for the Giants' standpoint, I want a guy like McCarthy. I want a guy that's been there. And I I don't 
we're at the point we've gone through so many lumps the last couple of years that we just got to get that one coach that's just going to make the team better and, and like adjust and, and be able to be able to like, just help make the, the team better than what they really are. And we don't have the talent per se on certain parts of the field, especially particularly on defense. And I don't like that they're playing a four, three, four defense when our linebackers are a joke and it's, it just makes no sense to me. And they're, there's Alec no adjustment. is terrible, by the way. Yes, yes. He's been pretty bad. He's slow. He can't do anything nine ten times. It's just it's just mind-blowing with the Giants. Um, but I think really depends on the team and the the pieces we have. Like, if there was a young motive, a uh, young innovative head coach, I would consider it, especially with a young core offensively with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Oh, we have to get going. I, unfortunately, I think he's still banged up, even though we won't make the excuse of it. But he's very much so banged up, and the offensive line is not did not get any push at all, and hasn't gotten any push at all since the for uh, since the Redskins game like it, eight weeks ago. If, so, if you're gonna tell me at the end of the year that you're gonna if the Maras are gonna come out and say Gettleman's still the GM and they're firing Shermer. And he's going to bring in that next guy. The only guy I'm willing to give an opportunity to right now will be Lincoln Riley. A uh, uh, new name, you mean? Like o- a Oklahoma. fresh name? Yeah, like a fresh name. No, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I know where he coaches, yeah. Oklahoma. So you that's, mean fresh fresh coach, yeah. If, if, I, I'm, I would... if we're going to go fresh coach, that's the only way. But, because remember, Mike McCarthy wants control. Yeah, that, that's... That's why he didn't get the jet job. yeah. Which was the dumbest See, thing that, ever, because you were firing your GM anyway after the draft. You might as well just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was probably the the. Well, but yeah. then that franchise just ran. Yeah, they, they make the Wilpons look smart. Yeah, they they're that one team. Thankfully for them, that makes the Wilpons look good. Uh, I I think the situation varies. So like, if you were with the Giants, I would I would consider going with a little bit more of an old school guy, like a that's proven it and like going to help the team be better than what they are because of the talent is so low, small. And I don't want to have to rely on a younger coach growing pains. If we were going to go with the younger coach, it should have been this year or two years ago and have them grow with the younger guys, so to speak kind of thing. Like how um, Kingsbury is with Murray. Right. Let him come in and be Jones's coach. It was like when we brought Eli in. It was Coughlin and Eli Correct. in that Correct. year. That was their their organization to run from that point Correct. moving forward. And and to back to your point before about Shermer being lost and all that fun stuff, like, like I said I the same know. thing about McAdoo. When we yeah. brought in McAdoo, it it was everything was ran backwards. Yeah. Everything seemed to run backwards. And I'm sorry, but I want a new defensive coordinator by the by the time they're off the bye. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. And I think it's the multiple things of... Jesse Armstead for, for defensive <laughs> coordinator the rest of the season. I, I That's what I want to see. Fire this guy, like right now. Because first off, you brought in a guy who had a lot of talent in Arizona, and they were terrible. Yeah, they were they were the top five pick every year. 
Why? Because of terrible defense. Okay? Mm-hmm. Plus, on top of that, Arizona came in with basically just adding Terrell Suggs and releasing garbage to the Giants and destroyed <laughs> the Giants. Yeah. I <laughs> think... destroyed them. So, yeah. I that I, guy's got to go. I think, yeah, he's he sucks, but... And they make no adjustments, but I, I think it's the combination of him sucking and no imagination and the players not being any good or worth the damn at the moment because either A, they're so young, or B, they just don't care anymore and they're just not the players they used to be. And those are that's obviously two bad combinations right there, and you're it's just asking for a... It's just asking for a mess, and we'll get to that in the Giants segment more. Uh, but I, I, like I mentioned before, I, I think it really boils down to the structure of your franchise and the team that's already in place there. And the Giants are fractured, and the Giants and Jets are both fractured. I would want to find a guy that has been proven, proven, and you know that guy is not going to take any shit, and it's his system, and he's going to be able to adjust accordingly to the pieces on the in the team, and this and that, and and by no by no means as Daniel Jones and Rodgers, but you've seen glimpses that Daniel Jones can be a franchise quarterback for years to come. If he is taught by the right person. Here's the problem. And I forgot who said it to me. Recently. And and it, it got my, my thoughts thinking about it. Right now he's becoming. He's Derek Carr. Not Derek Carr. What was the bad one? David. David. He's getting hit. He's holding the ball. Yeah. And there was something about, like, I saw a stat the other day of, I think it was, like, Eli had, like, 13 career fumbles. And he has, like, 13 in less than 10 games. I think, uh, yeah. Uh, Again, I'm not going to sit here and point fingers at Daniel Jones Mm because, again, it's not his fault. And... If you actually look on Twitter, License Plate Guy actually had an interesting uh, an interesting tweet about how this isn't on... Here, it says right here. He wrote this four hours ago. The reason why Soldier is struggling this year is simple. Eli never held on to the ball long enough to take the hits Jones has taken. Soldier is getting exposed. And his contract is standing out like a sore thumb. Flip side, Jones has, do, has to do a better job in the pocket and protecting the ball, which is true. Which is true, and right. and remember when when those first couple of weeks happened when he played Tampa and he played uh, Washington, you saw those quick throws, and then he played yeah. Minnesota's defense, who got there quicker. Yeah. So no. where's the coaching staff saying, "Hey, now we got to get that timing one yeah. step quicker." Yeah, we and, we got to get that, and uh, I, I think mean, it's, granted, the Marcus I, Lawrence is a different species. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think we're actually playing better teams on top of it, more so than 
not getting it done. It's just one of those things is he's gonna we all know he's gonna make rookie mistakes. He's still gonna he's still gonna learn have to learn certain situations. Like that interception the other night should have never been thrown. Um type of things. That 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 for the I'm not counting the second fumble. The second fumble was just someone not picking up their man or it was just a good play by the defender blindside hit and those are gonna happen it's it's the fumbles of him running and in trying to get a first down and he still had both hands on the ball and the defense still found a way to get it out next year hopefully this offseason he becomes stronger and faster and he's able to practice on the ball security so obviously he's gonna have to work on it this year for the rest of the year but he he next next season it's 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 not gonna fly next year the first time he fumbles in a key situation um right. i'm that telling you i'm Sunday telling you right in dallas i'm telling you right Marcus now Marcus lawrence next... runs through our offensive line like there is none i yeah. swear we played we played with seven offensive fires on, on oh yeah without on a doubt it's without without a doubt. Let's let's get into let's get into that next segment so we can talk about it more, if you would like to. Yes, that. we're gonna take a little break right now. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the S and D podcast. You should just listen to Poison Whiskey by Division One Point One. Um, since we last finished up the last segment with the Giants, so I figure we can go more in depth with the. Um, five-game losing streak slash the uh, brutal loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. Um, Wouldn't have been brutal if they scored touchdowns instead of field goals. Yeah, yeah. That was a big uh, disappointment, being in the red zone so many times and coming away with threes instead of uh, – coming away with touchdowns instead of threes. Uh, like we mentioned in the last segment, it's just – Pat Shermer is just – it's between the combination of the team not being good enough and him not being innovative enough and other situations like that. It's just a bad combo, and it leads to a two and seven record. You know what's you know what's really bad about it when you grow up watching Scott Steve Sterling Scott whatever the hell it is Scott Gordon yeah and all these terrible head coaches in hockey yeah. And I dislike Pat Shermer more. Yeah, very true. It's just the mediocre Art Howe, Art Howe managing. Like and, I was, I I'm and, looking back on Art Howe. He was a better man. He was a good ma- manager now. Like, <laughs> Jer- Jerry Manuel department. Excuse of me, Jerry Manuel was fun to watch. Yeah, but he wasn't good. He may have uh, not been good, but it was fun to watch. You I mean we had a whole yeah. spring training of keeping a gangster from this guy? Yeah, very true. Um. But, yeah, it's just yeah, – there's no making excuses for this team. The only – like, they just – they're just – there's no innovation. Other than, the only innovation they have, if you even want to call it that, but they have no choice to doing it, is the jet sweeps, which is obviously – we had to do it because we they – were, they were stacking the box against Saquon and – our line was getting no push off the off the line, and there was no holes. Um, it's just it's 
it's uh, it's okay. It's very their his play calling seems to be very predictable as as you and me watch ninety nine percent of the uh, the games each and every week. It's it just seems predictable, and you know you know me, and I'm not one yeah. to walk away from watching a giant game even when they're no. bad. But yeah, yeah, when we played Detroit a couple weeks ago, I couldn't wait to get to the Coliseum. Yeah. For sure, <laughs> we did. Um, we, we were listening, and we have the satellite, and I have the satellite in the car, and we literally had, I think it was the Eagles game on for that week. I was with Brian, so I was with mm-hmm. Rosen, so I literally was like, okay, we're gonna listen to the Eagle game because I care more about that than I do again about my own game. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a problem. Yeah, no, it is the Giants' culture is still fractured. And I want to, I want to, obviously he's not going to listen to it, but I want to thank Will Hernandez for Monday night. Um, he seemed to be one of the few and only guys that I wouldn't say gave a damn, but he wasn't going to back down from the awfulness. And if you're going to hit my quarterback or you're going to, you're gonna fuck around with my running back. I, I'm, you're gonna, you're gonna have to mess with me. And he, he, he took care of that. And, and I want to thank him for that because you, you don't see that every day, with, especially in today's football. And you, you're gonna, if you're gonna mess with my guys, you're gonna mess with me, kind of thing. And some way, somehow, he's the one that didn't come out with any penalty. <laughs> in either of those situations and he's and he got the cowboys off their game a bit and and caused penalties too bad we didn't take advantage of it but that um so i want to thank him for that um here's your question with um oh you can finish with will hernandez and i want to ask you something i I wasn't gonna say anything about will hernandez but somebody needs to inform me um What's pass interference anymore? Oh, the, we the, we don't know. <laughs> it, like it was the most infuriating thing. You were at the game, and when they were, unfortunately, I wasn't there for people wondering why I wasn't. Um, the the ESPN ref uh, ref uh, analyst. I I don't know who ESPN has for it, but they're all terrible. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> Whoever ESPN's ref analyst was, we'll just he, make Booger the guy. Yeah, <laughs> he flat out said, "This is a pass interference," but since they haven't overturned it since week whenever, it's only been five overturns. They are not overturning this one, so it was a bad job out of him for even challenging it. But it was a pass interference, so I'm like, "But if it's a pass interference and the rules there." The, if you're not going to enforce it, what's the point of having this rule? And it's so dumb to even have this rule just to make a fan base in New Orleans happy about it. Yeah, that play was brutal in the playoffs, but why does the rest of the league have to suffer for one bad play? So next year when they voted off and we never have to hear about this bullshit ever again, good, great, grand, thank God it's over with. Um, I think, I personally think, that challenging should be just from the office. Yeah, yeah. Not, don't it, even put it in the coaching staff's hands. 
And Pat Shermer still weekly thinks it's a good idea to challenge, even though you know he they're not going to overturn it. And I know it's like last second. Maybe this is my only hope to get something going. Fine. But, like, you know it's not going to be overturned. You're going to waste the time out. It is what it is. And then the other thing with Pat Shermer, uh, I don't know. I got, there has been a good mix on the radio and talking to people. I want to I want to hear what you have to say about this. It was the fourth quarter with five minutes left, and it was four and sixteen on on the field. What train of thought were you? Were you upset that he punted and gave them more time to kill the clock? Obviously, or, no, because I was ready to go to bed. So, yeah, <laughs> I... so thank. Okay. Either way, we were gonna blow. We were gonna end the game. It, it's just, it's just one of those things. I don't know. It, it's just so disrespectful. On the like, Zeke said it was the easiest hundred forty yards rushing. Now that's had that's he did he actually say it? Because I don't know. I don't know. But if 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 he if what he said was factually said, then shit, man. We we need to look inside the mirror and. And <laughs> excuse me, Watch sorry, it. didn't get to hit mute in time. Um, we did. As a man, you you gotta look. At your, if if in fact he did say it, and you gotta look yourself in a as a man or just just a pro athlete and just saying, shit, man, you you got you gotta like you gotta wake the fuck up, type of thing. Um, it's just just bad state. Can can the Giants show up on Sunday against the New York Jets, who actually is in worse shape? We're better than them. How often? How often do we say that in a given? We haven't said that in five weeks. We actually have a game that we're quote unquote better than. They they have to show it today. They apparently didn't play music and it was all business. It's all talk, dude. Just go on the field and and play play a game you guys love and you're getting paid for. What, and, what's exactly the point of doing that? <laughs> I exactly. They're oh, what? They're, you're gonna prove that they're they're concentrating more. That's you know that's nonsense either way. It's, that's just for show. But just gotta find a way. We we need to. We gotta keep this season perspective. We have to see the young guys play. We gotta see Daniel Jones progressing every week. Daniel Jones, even the games he doesn't play well in, he still makes. One or two, th- one or two throws. They're like, okay, we have something here. Let's just not fuck him up and have him grow and be better for the next couple years. Um, we, I would love to see Saquon get back on track. He's very due to have that game. We haven't seen that. Uh, that was last night. The two nights ago was easily his worst game as a pro. So hopefully he comes out firing on uh, Sunday against the Jets. Um, so that being said with the Giants, it's just we just got to play it out and hopefully the right players and the players finish off strong. And if not, we look for hopefully McCarthy as our new head coach going into 2020. Anybody. Anybody. <laughs> honestly, anybody that's able to control a game and – manage a game not just have a good decent play calling or be boring at most with certain situations um so yeah 
if McCarthy becomes the becomes the Giants' new head coach, I'd be very happy about that. Um, as for the Jets, what is to say about the Jets? They lost to a team that's been physically known to be tanking. They they're they're full out tank mode, and you lose to them, and they didn't even look good. Like I. Thankfully, didn't get to watch most of the Jet game, but the parts I did see were just brutal. Like, Darnold's still banged up. I don't care what you say. He His mental psyche is just at all-time low right now. Gase is just not a good coach right now. He he robbed another team of good money. And, like, you good didn't... Yeah. And, and you didn't see this in Miami the last couple of years. Granted that one year he they didn't make the playoffs, but yeah, come on. That was a bad hire from the get-go, and everybody said it. In some way, somehow, you you still hired him. So that's the typical Samuel Jets for that type of situation. And just certain players just not giving a damn and making the wrong plays at the wrong time. And kudos to the Dolphins for actually winning a game. Uh, type of thing. Um, that's so much what I have to say about the Jets. I don't know. You, you lose to a team that's actively trying. There's not really worth my breath of saying more than that. So Sunday's game is going to be interesting. Uh, both teams that are not playing well right now and may the best team quote-unquote win. And if your team loses on Sunday, is it really a loss? Is really the point of the season so far this year unfortunately so i don't know that's my toilet bowl uh analyst on that well you'll be happy to know the knicks lost again anyway yeah there that that's another sad that's another sad team for another day Lamello. i can't wait i can't yeah <laughs> i can't wait for uh rj barrett to take over the game and that be awesome anyway so uh, toilet bowl Huh? No yeah, that's the way I want it. There's not even like, like I don't even want to watch this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm going out to watch the game. When have you ever? I I never go out to watch games. That's how bad the Giants are. That I'm going to like go out and enjoy my Sunday and watch the game out in public. Yeah, so, I'm gonna go do something else to enjoy my Sunday, so I don't have to watch them. Yeah, I'm still watching them, but I'm, I'm going to be going this out. Is the, this is the week where the Jets will win. This is oh, that week. Oh, 100%. And, I, and I've, I texted to everybody. I don't know if I texted you this, but the second I saw the Jets lost to the Dolphins, I'm like, I can't wait to lose to the Jets next week. And everybody laughed at me. So they lose against the Jets. That just means Shermer's fired. And, yep, just, just the way the Giants got laughed out of the building on Monday night and how granted I didn't help to it either. So I'm not the person I can't say anything else wise about giving Cowboy fans tickets. Uh, their, their money is green as well. So it is what it is. Uh, but their, their souls the, may be black, but yeah, their money's green. Uh, but it is what it is, man. Play better. Like, we're, there's nothing really for us to say. Like, if you, you want us to spend all this money on PSLs, season tickets, just be better. So, more important breaking news right now. Uh-oh. MetLife Stadium has released a statement. 
about the cats. We have not brought this up all night either. So that's why it's breaking news. Okay. Tuesday morning, we set multiple humane traps throughout the stadium and searched long and hard for the black cat to no avail. At that point, we brought in our friends, Puppy Kitten NY City, a trap, neuter, release, and no-kill shelter to assist with the search. We are hopeful that together we can find the black cat that we all fell in love with Monday night. There have been enormous reports in the media that Midlife Stadium houses and feeds 300 cats. Which is yeah. Simply not true. From time to time, we have seen cats on the complex and Meadowlands Racetrack has a TNR program in place and currently feeds approximately 30 barn cats. There you have it. <laughs> well, they left the barn door open again. It's 10 feet away, so... I wonder where it came from. <laughs> it makes sense the way he jetted out. It was definitely close the side of the field where the uh, racetrack is. By the way, shout out to the Panthers who made a TikTok out of it. Oh, that's funny. From when the cat ran into the tunnel. And then it flicks over to their mascot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And that someone a... goes, did they not notice us? Awesome, let's go. <laughs> that cat was huge. <laughs> That, that, and the funny thing about it is what people don't realize, and I don't know what they showed on TV, but they ran a play before they stopped it for the cat. Ingram oh. caught a ball, got up, and then stopped and kind of started staring, and everybody else turned around and saw the cat. Huh. <laughs> That's I, when the field noticed the cat was on the field. We just heard the excitement, and Test Tour was play by playing the cat, so it was pretty funny. Right. Most of the time, that excitement is usually a person on the field, but... You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kitty. Uh, jinx the dress of the Giants game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They suck right now. And there's one Thank there's... God for the cat. Thank God for the cat. That was the excitement of the, of the game. The o- Here on out. The only thing and... we wanted more was frisbees being thrown. Oh. You don't right. remember those good Oh, ones. the cats. Yeah, the dogs. Yes. Yeah, but they had some great ones back in the day. Okay. Giant Stadium. Frisbee catching dog will always be the greatest halftime show ever. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's football. Let's let's talk. Yo, let's to- hire this guy, Melvin Hunt, assistant coach of the Atlanta Hawks, throws chair. Ah. Okay. <laughs> and he almost hit Trey Young with it. Ah. Hey, you're the best player in our franchise. Let's hit you with a chair. <laughs> gotta gotta love that no early November basketball. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we're gonna take a little break again. We'll be right back. Until I killed him. Welcome back to episode 233 of the SCD Podcast Show. Steven and Danny are back. Poison Whiskey, Division 1.1, this week's show. If he doesn't come out for pitching changes and double switches to Ellis Daki, like they <laughs> said on Barstool, this whole thing of Beltran being the Met manager is a bust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. Uh, obviously, we all wanted Girardi. 
Um, since we didn't get Girardi, um, I, I'm gonna tell you it's like McCarthy. Girardi wanted too much control. Yeah, for sure. And I'm okay. I'm okay with Beltran. Like if you, I, the people I've asked, it was like, all right, I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. It's, eh. Let's see what he can do. He's a baseball guy, and I know he's gonna be able to. He's gonna be able to get a team going. He's gonna be able to relay the message to the players and be a players' coach. And hopefully, he makes the right decisions and at the uh, in the bullpen. <laughs> That's really what it boils down to. It and the pitching matchups and everything like that. The one thing I'm not excited for is the dumb fans that never liked Beltran and they're going to keep on bringing up 06. He should have swung the bat. We know it's like, yada, yada, yada. We, we, we can't do this every night when he messes up on the first time or he has a couple week losing streak and we, we, we just can't do that. I'm, it's going to be tiring right away. And I, and I already see it happening. So with Carlos Beltran, let's see who's his coaching staff's going to be. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I know the rumors about Terry. I don't really see that actually happening, but if that happens... I could happens, see it happening. I could see it. Bench coach doesn't really do much. He just kind of yeah. has a say in the thing, and, you know, the players respect him, and they yeah. all know him very well, so I yeah, can, I can it, see it happening. I does could he, see it. I could see it, but does he want to travel and do the baseball life again? Like, right now, he does what he has to do, and he doesn't have to travel a lot. So let's see what happens with with the the coaching staff. So I would um, like for you to listen to something. Okay. Which... Give me a shout. Let me know. Hello. Hello, baseball fans, Met fans. Turk here. Hey, hats off to Carlos Beltran. Officially named the Mets manager. Great choice by the Mets. I think he's going to have a great rapport with the players. He's going to really bring them together. Hopefully they can bring home a championship this year. But hey, you know what? There's still work to be done. He needs to name his coaching staff. Carlos, I'll be your pitcher coach. I'll be your bullpen coach. Give me a shout. Let me know. Best of luck. All right. Turk Wendell. Turk Wendell. Might as well just bring them all. Bring everybody back. Where's Dennis Cook? Yeah. <laughs> all kidding aside. I mean, I, I, I don't know what. Turk Wendell's been doing since yeah. 1998, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You yeah, know, honestly, he wasn't a bad bullpen pitcher, you know. I would no. be against at least discussing it with him. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just really interested to see who he brings on, and I really want to see him manage a close game when – the bullpen doesn't have its stuff and yes or make the right quick decision right away that's that's how we're gonna see really what's going on especially with the Mets that don't really need to make much moves yeah they have to make some moves but it's not a rebuilding type of team it's like a piece here and a piece there and we're going full speed ahead we could have easily been what the Nationals were the, the rest of the season and make the playoffs and make a run to a World Series. We have everything the Nationals have, we have. So why not us is the way I'm now. That's what sucks about the Nationals winning the World Series now. 
I'm full blown why not us type of mode when I shouldn't really be thinking that way at the moment. But I'm dumb, so I'm thinking why not us and let's make the right moves in the offseason. I know we're not going to be making the Garrett Cole moves. We're not making the Rendon moves. Let's just make sound moves that are going to make the team better for next year and make it to the playoffs next year with Beltran hopefully being a very good, solid manager and get the guys going, playing 162 games and making the right moves here and there. And hopefully the good moves outweigh the bad moves, unlike what Terry Collins did the last two years. Um. Did you you? I'm sure you listened to the Barstool one with the Mets, right? Uh, as much as I can, I don't listen to it religiously. Well, the one, the one that, the one with Beltron, the return. Uh, I yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to fully listen to it. Okay. They said that, and I even joked, laughed about this with my dad in the car, going to the game the other day, sitting on the fantastic Cross Bronx for a half hour. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, according to Vegas. The Mets have the second best odds to sign Anthony Rendon behind only him re-signing with the Washington Nationals. Why? First off, why? Simple. Vegas loves the New York Mets fans' money. Yeah. Yeah. A. B. The guy turned down $210 million over the next seven years to stay in Washington. Yeah. So if he turns that down, and then in the World Series in seven games had ridiculous after seventh inning numbers. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think the Wolfons have any opportunity of opening? They may open the checkbook, but they're going to reclose it right away. Mm-hmm. But, of course, another year of Brody saying, the checkbook's open. We have the financial means to make a splash. So let's see it. Yeah, the I don't ol- believe it. The one... I... I wouldn't be against the splash being Zach Wheeler returning at a hundred million. I'm not giving him give me give me eighty to a hundred million over five to six years with options. Okay. All right, with Wheeler. Yeah. If that's your splash, with the way the the bull the starting staff is supposed to be, and the way Wheeler's been pitching the past couple of years, and Jake being Jake. You have a solid one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Your problem is who's number five? Well, hopefully number five is uh, well. Yeah, you want Max if to be the if if in a perfect world it's Jacob, Cole, Noah, Wheeler, Matt in a perfect world. But we know the well, Mets better. Well, Strowman, don't forget. Oh that. yeah, yeah, Strowman. So Strowman's your four, and you got and you. That's a perfect five right there. Yeah. Yeah, it you is. know, um, the key is just getting the health out of them is the key, mm-hmm. of course. Um, my most intriguing question with Beltran is Jacobs at 90 pitches in the sixth inning. What does he do? Yeah, no, are for we sure. protecting him or are we letting him pitch? You know, Beltran came in and Beltran played during the time where 90 pitches was a low number for pitchers. Mm-hmm. He, towards the end of the career, you started seeing 90 and five innings get the bullpen going. Yeah. Well, I I don't want him to make the crazy snap decisions when it's May. I think it's really the decision on type of game he's pitched type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, um, of course. At the end of the day, it's always going to be that. But 
you know, we're up two nothing in the in the fifth inning, and he's at ninety pitches. Mm-hmm. You got to let him keep going. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, unfortunately, with new baseball, <laughs> we never know. Right. Um. But let's see what happens. I'm not. I'm not going to shit on it like a lot of people would do it. So far, I really haven't heard a lot of people shitting on it. But it's the Mets. The first time we go on a three-game losing streak, it's going to be shit on. So let's see what – I'm taking it with a grain of salt. and Let's see what Brody does in the offseason, and hopefully we're competing at the end of the year of the 2020 season. See what happens. Um, it's interesting. Let's go to the Yankees a little bit um, with uh, Didi. They're not uh, retaining Didi, so – it's going to be interesting to see uh, if Didi resigns with the Yankees for a lower cost or he's going on the market. The biggest name I keep hearing with him, with them, is Lindor. Yeah, I heard that. And and is he a free they, agent? No, they would have to trade for him. It would okay, have to be a trade. If I'm he was a free positive. agent, it would make sense for them to let Didi walk. Yeah, no, I think I think Lindor would be a trade, and um, I think they saw what they had with. I think it's more of the fact that they saw what they had in Glaber at short, and then that how decent Lemayu is at second. I think that had to play more into the thing situation, and like if they were to get Lindor, obviously the rich getting richer because you have Lindor. Then you have Glaber at second, and then you have Lemayu at third or first, whichever position you want to fill him in right there. Um, so, I don't know. It's bittersweet if you if you like a guy like Didi who plays baseball the right way and and if you know how he what he's meant to the Yankee clubhouse. It's definitely a bittersweet moment for any Yankee fan, for sure. So you know, you know, it's interesting. The biggest name that nobody talks about too is Strasburg. He's a free agent. Yeah, he it out. yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where he goes too. So the Yankees got to find a way to get either Strasburg or Cole. If if you let you if, bless you, if you're going to let Strasburg walk, you got to bring Cole in. Yeah, you no, can't, for sure. You can't do that. But then again, you know, you never know with them. I, yeah, and the Yankees are not the Yankees anymore. Like in like George Yankees, they're they're a smart baseball team. Now. I could they're, see them paying. Not... I could see them paying for Strasburg because it would be less than Cole. Yeah, I could see that, and then maybe getting Wheeler after. Like I, I would, I, I wouldn't it. say Wheeler, but like Keuchel is a free agent. Maybe Keuchel, but the thing with Keuchel is they had their chance with him last year. Yeah, but you got to remember when they had the chance with him last year, it was going to cost them, wasn't it, draft picks? They yeah, weren't go- they weren't going to go after him. That's very true. At that point, um, very- top starting free agent pitchers: Strasburg, Cole. Wow. Strasburg, Cole Hamels is a free agent this year too. Yeah. Um, Rue from from the Dodgers too. Oh wow! Okay, so there's plenty of pitching. Is uh door. Oh, wow. No, I, I'm pretty positive Lindor is like the last year of his contract or something along those lines. Because um, he, he, Danny there Espinosa be... is a free agent, by the way, in case you're. Oh, okay. Bummer. And, <laughs> and uh, Hetcher Revia is also a uh, 
short Hetchy, man. Um, who did you ask me about? Frankie? Yeah, Flamendor. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, current contract. Now, see, if he was a free agent, there would be more chatter about him. I, I That's definitely a trade. And I don't see them doing that. He is in an option year. Okay. Oh, no. He's in an arbitration. He's still got another year of arbitration. Yeah. He's yeah. got two more arbitration years. He has arbitration this That's... year, next year, and the free agent, and then it's yeah, yeah. No, he, he's not getting traded. This is just Yankee. <laughs> this is just Yankee. Let's let's make a trade for the sake of talking about a trade. <laughs> There's no way that's happening. I don't know. They're they're projecting him in arbitration to make sixteen point seven next season. That's not oh. a number Cleveland likes to. Well, I'm sorry. If you want to be a fucking major league baseball team, there's there's certain players that you have to pay sixteen million dollars for. Oh my god. You know it's funny, they can still send him down three times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he still has three options left. Yeah. That's dumb. You know what's that. funny is he'd be the third highest player on their payroll. Yeah. Kluber and who else? Carlos Santana still has that big, big contract. Oh, that he wow. Signed. Okay. Damn. He still has two years left. He was this really? year. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He only signed... He only played one year with the... Why do I not remember him being on the Mariners? I, yeah, that was a blur. <laughs> um, If he gets his 16.7, he'll be the third highest paid player on the team. And also, it would be $6,000 more than the fourth highest player on their team. Got it. They're not a team to sign, to go out there and sign guys. That's the thing. Yeah, for sure. And that's a shame. Well, thank God we have Cespedes, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see what happens with him. <laughs> someone has to, we, my dad said the other day, someone has to make up for David's lack of insurance money that they get now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure, for sure. So let's let's talk about hockey. Uh, we'll talk about the honors in a moment. The Devils, woof, they've had a little rough patch this so far this well, season. disaster. Basically. Yeah, big-time disaster. Um, slowly but surely, they're going to get out of that funk. Hold on, or... hold on, hold on. Sports track, sport act, sport rack, the contract site. Okay. Es- estimates Edwin Diaz seven million dollars in arbitration this year. Well, still cheaper than the average closer, so we gotta go with it. <laughs> but Nimmo only one point seven. Only one point nine. There you go. Anyway, the Devils. <laughs> yeah, they're they're definitely gonna be a fire sale if they don't start waking up for sure. Um. Yeah, that's that's you, about you it. Got, they, you they're got, starting you, to play a little bit better, though. They are starting to play better, but there's no way you can't be taking phone calls for Taylor Hall. Oh, for sure, you got to do it, at especially the, if he's not going to come back. At this point, it's it's gotta you gotta have them. Yeah, and then the Rangers, they're they're the basically the Giants. They'll have, they have to obviously a rebuild year. But is it a rebuild year with Hank as their goalie? They've had nights that they've scored six goals. The game I went to, they scored six goals against Buffalo. Then the next night, or the recently, the couple games later, they give up five goals to Ottawa. 
and lose. So it's really Jekyll and Hyde with them. They're they're not there yet in terms of younger players, but they are going to be interesting to watch, especially on the younger talent and where does it take them the next couple of months to years on the youth. And then let's let's talk about the team that's won 10 games in a row. Um, a lot of panic. The first three games of the season quickly changed, and they they rattled off 10 wins in a row. Still five more behind the 82 Islanders with 15 in a row. It's going to be interesting to see how far they can get close to that. Still, It's still a long way to go. Five games is a long way to go, but if they were to reach the 82 Islanders... That was arguably one of the, the arguably one of the better teams of the dynasty teams. So um, I'm not gonna. I don't know if that's true or not, but I would assume so. Um, that was the peak, obviously the peak of the dynasty. So let's see what's going on. The defense has been playing well. I'm assuming, right? The defense is playing good. The goaltending is playing solid. Um, they're getting so there right, was an interesting, right. interesting. St- that that I talked about in our yes, open. Yes, I was gonna lead you up to that. Go on. Okay, the Islanders are the second team in NHL history since 1933 to the 1934 season. Okay. With a winning streak of 10 plus games, with at least 90 percent of their goals coming at even strength. Wow. No. Only other team, the Atlanta Flames in 1978. Oh wow! We're we're ninety point nine percent. The Islanders are at ninety one point two percent. Wow! See, they're getting the job done. Even strength. Um, the power probably is still a big issue. I mean, it's not what it. It's not. They're not really getting the opportunities, to be honest. So it's okay. kind of like it's better. Okay. So. So like. I know Broussard's been playing well. Who who else has been rattling off during the Broussard's last been game? playing well. Um, you got you got the goalies playing phenomenal. Like the fact that that Trotz has been able to hold on to this goalie coach for <laughs> twenty years now is incredible. Um, just the whole team's just playing well. There's really no even like. I hate to say it, but Ross Johnson's been playing well. <laughs> yeah, I saw he scored a goal the other night. They're dealing with injuries, so they're with, dealing uh, with injuries, but guys are skating, so guys are coming back. So you're okay, gonna that's, you're gonna get that's better. Good. That's real good. So the Islanders just got to keep it up and just play hard. It's gonna. This is obviously very clutch right now, especially at the start of the season. To get as many wins as possible, because when they're eventually gonna go on a slump. And they're eventually going to go on a slump. And the more wins they have now, the better to soften the blow of any sort of slump in the, the dog days of the season. So, no, they're, they they got to just keep it up, play hard, and keep on doing what they're doing. Barry Trotz, man, got to give it to them. Got to give it to them for sure. Yeah, man, I mean, like you said, they struggled when they started. And you just kind of got to look at that and say, cool, we struggled. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's it's really, like, remember what we were saying with Pat Shermer? 
if you get the right coach, the talent doesn't have to be top tier. It just has to be fit into a system or or taking care of any certain situations like that and the coach being able to adjust to the team within the system. So <laughs> it's a fitting way to end tonight's episode about coaching. Yeah, that's um, how we started. It, Might as well end it that way. Too. Yeah, it's it's just goes to show you what coaching, how important coaching is, and 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 if you don't have the right coaching, it's just not going to end the right way. You're right. Hundred percent correct on that one. So, with that being said, iTunes, Google Play, all other fun podcast apps. Make sure you're out there listening to us. Listen, rate, review. Don't forget, listen, rate, review. Yeah. SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, we're on all other podcast apps. SNDblog.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Any final thoughts, Danny? No. Make sure you listen to rate, rate review, and uh, look at my cousin's video, uh, Fungo Pop videos, uh, The Popper's Pit. They've been he's putting a lot of work into it and if you like Fungo Pops, this is a show for you. So be sure to check him out. He does a couple of videos a week, so I definitely would check him out if you like Funko Pops. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I've been watching a lot of them. It's fun to watch. I'm not big on the collecting of them, but it's cool to see what he does with them. He's very into them. Uh, yeah, exactly. don't forget all the other podcasts we have. Sarasso and the Beard, uh, Jay's Weaker Wrestling. I know he's working on a bunch of things. Check everybody out. We got some other things coming up soon. We'll see you guys in a little bit. Don't you drink it, It's Mattress Firm's semi-annual sale, where you can save up to $300 on our top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or buy Tempur-Pedic and get a $300 instant gift good towards sleep accessories. Shop Tempur-Pedic, Stearns & Foster, and more with our sleep experts today to find your best sleep. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info.